Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along to Life Logistics. Hopefully we'll get some of your questions answered. Uh, sorry about last time when nothing got answered at all. We went off on a bit of a tangent. What did we about talk stuff. about? I can't even remember, Podcasts Sam. or something. I, d- I don't know. I thought that was a Twitch episode that we started yeah. about podcasts ah, well. and the media. No but, one cares. Nah. Least of all us. It's just All the fucking... listeners. Anyway, well, we'll, tr- we'll try. We've had some tweets in this morning before we recorded this. There's one from Dobry Dan, who's the fellow who's in Prague, isn't it? Uh, it's about a futon and a bed frame. And he says in his tweet, yes, this is fucking boring. Uh, so we'll just ignore that one. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah. Uh, it is. It's really us? boring. Have you seen it? Is this a tweet, is it? Yeah, yeah. He just wants to know about his mattress. Stop, stop fucking asking us about bedding. We don't just do bedding. We do all sorts. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, mate, we've we've kind of brought this on ourselves. We're mostly bedding, be isn't it? Yeah. We talk a lot about bedding, and if we talk about bedding, and then people ask us about bedding, we've got ourselves to fucking blame, haven't we? But that said, we're not fucking talking about bedding. No, like, I can't even find that tweet, mate. It's underneath. Uh, it's in the replies of the one you put out this morning. T- to be honest, I cannot stop watching. We've asked for these. Just you know. We, We've asked for you to submit your all right cunts suggestions, right? For the greatest yeah. incidents of all right cunts ever in the world. And we've had some fucking, all of them have been great, right? A couple of Darth Vader's. I'm looking, there's some great yeah. animal ones like a polar bear jumping out. Swimming <laughs> All right, cunts. Right. Um, but this one that we were talking about yesterday that you pointed out, sent in by Greg. LUFC 1919, right, of Mr. Blobby walking into a fucking some sort of kitchen-style studio on a cookery programme and just... It's this morning. It's this morning. Onto this this morning set and casually just knocking shit off of tables over. He just knocks a fucking vase of flowers off with his left hand as he walks in. It's a gift, so it keeps going. Yeah. And I've got to admit that... (laughs) We spoke about this earlier this morning when we were recording the other podcast. And then in the interim, I have sat here and I must have watched it about 50 times. And I'm sitting on my own. I'm a 45-year-old man sat on my own, right, in my bedroom, 
and I'm just looking at this clip of Miss Blobby, <laughs> and I just I'm laughing, I'm howling out it's loud perfect, with laughter. Isn't it? It's perfect. It's like we might as well stop this all right cunts thing now because <laughs> yeah. nothing will ever beat Mr. Blobby. And Mr. Blobby, in many ways, is the ultimate all right cunts merchant, yeah, he isn't is. he? He is. <laughs> That's yeah. like they should have called him Mr. All Right Cunts, not Mr. Blobby. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He walks into this kitchen through double doors, flings them open. And the thing is, it's the way that he's got a big grin on his face as well. Like, yeah, that's right. Just not to fucking bowl of fruit on the floor. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> I wonder if I can pin that on Twitter account. Then he knocks a load of chairs. <laughs> it's like, it's re- uh, look, guys, I know this is a podcast and I know we're basically laughing at something that you have to see to believe. And that might be a waste of your time as a podcast listener. But trust me, right, if you're on board with our All Right Cunts sort of campaign, if that's what you want to call it, right, this fucking gift, we will tweet it from our account. By the time you're listening to this, it should be on there. Maybe it'll be pinned. Yeah, but I'm going to pin it now. This, this is one of the... This is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just watching it again and again and again. It never gets less funny. It's just like <laughs> Mr Blobby is fucking... He's just off his tits, isn't he, Mr. Blobby? Yeah. I mean, my mum is like, she was on it right from the beginning. From the moment Mr. Blobby first became a public figure, which would have been the early 90s, she said straight away, she went, that is the funniest cunt I've ever seen. She was like, nothing's funnier than that. And I was probably like going through an adolescent sort of cool phase. I was like, oh, please, no Edmonds. Oh, my God. Is, is that the extent of their imagination? They haven't even been able to think of a name more than Mr. Blobby. Oh, what character should we have? Well, let's just have a man who looks like a blob who just walks around smashing things up. We'll call him Mr. Blobby. Oh, mother. <laughs> mother, you, you are such a philistine. It's depressing. Right? And now I look back and I think she was right all along. Mr. Blobby was, is the funniest was... creation ever in the I history mean, t- of human civilization. Fair. To be fair, they dragged the arse out of it at the time because it was brilliant the first time he did it. And then mm. it was just on every week. And then the single came out and it was just massive yeah. overkill. But then again, yeah. there's no depth to it. There's no analysis to be done into it. It's just this blob walking around <laughs> smashing mad, stuff up. He's just a fucking mad cunt. I mean, yeah. I've shared the clip before of when, it, when he came on Sam Delaney's news thing. And... Uh, it's one of my proudest content creations ever was yeah. that that particular episode it was Mr Blobby but also it was uh, my best friend SAS legend Chris Ryan it was yeah. and and I've shared that clip before because it was this fucking mad thing where I'm interviewing Chris Ryan and I'm trying to get him to demonstrate his different self protection techniques and then Mr Blobby comes on like for fucking no reason, Mr. Bobby comes on wheeling a trolley full of cakes and jellies. And he, he runs on and knocks it over. And then he falls over. And then Paul Danan, who was also there, jumps on his back and starts fighting him. But yeah. my favourite moment in that thing, which probably, yeah, the, the best sequence I've ever been involved in in my mm. life. The funniest bit is Ian Lee, who is one of the guests. Everyone else is going, ah, Mr. Blobby, Mr. Blobby, woo And Ian Lee... A real pro, a veteran of the entertainment industry. <laughs> yes. Everyone else is getting overexcited, including me and Giddy. And Ian Lee just looks really, really annoyed and jaded. And he just, when Blobby knocks over the trolley of cakes and smashes glass everywhere, he just goes, 
Blubber, you twat. <laughs> and I just love it. It's the way he says it, because he says it with real vitriol. And you get the sense that someone like Ian Lee has probably had... It wasn't his first rodeo in yeah. terms of dealing with Blobby. Yeah. If you've been in TV for as long as Ian, then you'll have probably had a few run-ins with Blobby yeah. in the past. Yeah. And that's what made it funny. But I think that um, it what makes it poignant is that basically sums it up. What Blobby is... Is just a twat. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. So in the creative brainstorm when they were launching Noel's house party, they go, we need something. It can't just be Noel. We need some like a comic sidekick, like Cheggers was for him mm. on Swap Shop. Oh uh, yeah, but we can't get Cheggers now because he's he's got a few problems at the moment. Well, who can we get? Who who's Zania, Madder, and uh and, and better at pratfalls than Cheggers? He's the master. Well, we could invent a character. Why don't we invent the world's biggest twat <laughs> and have him turn up and fucking ruin everything know, every week? Didn't, didn't Blobby first appear in those Gotcha Award things, though? That was where he first <laughs> what, turned up, the, wasn't it? Well, it, it was what, part of House on Party. On House Party. Yeah, yeah. where, where you, you would have a, a celebrity doing something and they thought they were doing a proper job and then yeah. Blobby would appear as, as part of the Fuck fucking thing and cut. just smash everything up. I think that's how he started. <laughs> and and then by, you know, by Christmas, he was top of the fucking charts. But uh, <laughs> and then the rest of the studio and would just come in and just fucking smash yeah, stuff up and just, all around. He, he worked. Right, because the moment he first appeared on a gotcha, he captured the hearts and the minds of a nation. Mm. In fact, if they ever make a documentary called Being Blobby... Right, for maybe what, BBC Four? Well, I'm Sky thinking I'm thinking Humans of Honour, find out who played him, get him on. I've fucking gotten in with him, mate. That the, I've told you, Sue, the way I fucking booked Blobby... Barry was I, was I was at fucking Sky News doing the paper yep. review, the green room. I'm sat there with consumer uh, expert and broadcaster Alice Beer. We're passing the time of day, having a chat before we go breeze. on. Right, shooting the breeze, right? The fucking subject of Edmunds comes up, right? She says, oh, well, my husband used to be business partners with Noel. And I'm like, fucking hell, this is amazing. I'm obsessed with Noel Edmunds. Tell me all the information you've got. She said casually that when they ended their business relationship, like in a divorce, you both take assets each. And mm-hmm. her husband retained the assets to Mr. Blob, the rights to Mr. Blobby. Clever. And I went... So he is Mr. Blobby's manager. She went, yeah. And I said, I'll book him now for my show. We record this Friday. She went, do you want to go back and speak to your producer and call me later? I said, no, I want to book him now. Get your husband on the line now and get Blobby fucking booked. And I confirmed it there and then, right? And I didn't know what I was going to do with him. Didn't know who else was on the shirt time. I thought, whatever happens, Blobby's going to make, he's going to elevate something, that extra 10% with his madcap antics. And I was right. But I can get to Blobby. But the interview, right. you know all he says, he's, the extent of his vocabulary is the word Blobby. Yeah, we're not interviewing Blobby. You want to interview the fellow who used oh. to wear the suit. Oh, no, 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 no. He's still at it, mate. He won't do it. Oh, will he not? It, no, because that ruins the mystique. Oh, yes, I mean, when I first created the, the characterization of Blobby, i just left Rada. And uh, well, I had an opportunity. He's a Shakespearean yeah. fellow called Barry Killaby. He's a Shakespearean mm, yeah. actor. He'd just finished so, playing Leah at the National. Yeah. When he was approached backstage, he was he'd just finished, he was getting five star reviews, right? 
and he played Lear and people were saying that Broadway beckoned, right? Mm. And then someone said, um, there is a, someone who's, who's come backstage and, and, and wants to talk to you. And, oh, send them away. I'm not taking this. So you may want to speak to this one. It's it's a Mr. Noel Edmonds. <laughs> Noel Edmonds, send him in. <laughs> Edmonds walks in and goes, I enjoyed that play. It, it was a little long and slightly boring, <laughs> but you obviously know your stuff when it You've comes to something. the old acting. You've got something special, and I've got an eye for that sort of stuff. I've got a huge opportunity for you. Right? I'm not it's just a, a TV presenter. Offer. I'm an ideas man as well. Yeah. And I've got a hell I of an idea. I don't when I see it, and I've seen it in you. Now, fuck all this tedious Shakespearean stuff. I've got an opportunity to play one of the greatest characters ever conceived. <laughs> but I need you to sign on the dotted line tonight. <laughs> in blood. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a piece about him on an old mirror website, and it said it appeared there was no stopping the boggly eyed prankster, boggly eyed prankster, <laughs> on, on his never ending quest for chaos. That was until he pushed it too far and ended up in an on stage brawl with a furious father. The drama unfolded when Blobby thought it would be a hoot to throw a six year old girl's birthday cake on the floor at her party in Luton. That is actually funny. Yeah. Her father didn't share his thoughts and pounced on stage in a fit of rage after his daughter burst into tears and proceeded to pound the pink mischief maker. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, mate, don't fucking book Blobby for your kid's birthday party. And then when Blobby starts reaping havoc, get the hump about it. What do you think Blobby's there to do? I've seen him before. This is like, it's his fucking raison d'etre, mate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Throwing birthday cakes on the floor is just the fucking entry-level blobby antics. Um, he also, of course, there was the ill-fated Blobbyland, which was a Mr. Blobby theme park, yeah, which which went tits up, didn't it? And that was another yeah. thing that sort yeah. of um, yeah tarnished well, his there, legacy. Is there not a video, a YouTube video of the abandoned Mr. Blobby theme park? Maybe. I'd I think love there to, is. Uh, I think there is. There's definitely a series of photographs of it. And I mean, there's nothing better than looking at abandoned theme parks on the internet, is there? Have, have we ever um, thought? Of, have we ever discussed the Top Flight Time Machine theme park? I'm sure we have. Yeah, I'm sure we have. Feels like something. Uh, yeah, it was. Well, there was at least going to be a festival, wasn't there? Which was going to include yeah. shitting out of a tree and uh, other stuff. And then COVID there's sort a... of waylaid all our plans, didn't it? Yeah, there's. Um... Well, well, I, you know, I, on a recent episode, I was going on about my new favourite place, Burnham Beaches, where you can get mm-hmm. your demons reset. It's like a bulk buy for demon resetting. It's like it's Costco of a demon yeah. reset. But it happens to be near, which I mentioned, uh, Beaconsfield Services, which I believe to be the best services in Britain. You do, yeah. And so um, we were thinking maybe Manfest, Manfrance, Manfrance could yep. be could be at those services. It could well be, couldn't it? That'd be perfect. If if it's if yeah. it's true what you told me just before we went on air that there is now a vaccine for COVID, then we could mm-hmm. be doing manfrance at Beaconsfield Services in under a year. Jesus Christ, imagine that. And we could book Blobby because I know how much it costs to book Blobby because I've done it. Don't see it on air. We we can afford it. I'm not saying he's cheap. And I'm not saying we're rich, but yeah. all I am saying is that we can afford to book Blobby for Manfrance. 
Okay, okay. Let's just leave it at that. Let's okay. put the wheels in motion, yeah. off air, and um, yeah, we'll just, you know, further announcements will be forthcoming as and when uh, the vaccine develops, I suppose. Should we do right. any um, logistics? <sighs> Fucking hell, we probably should, shouldn't we? Because yeah, once again, we've kind of... I've got vegan Christmas dinner. This is quite good because people are starting right. to think at right now. People are well. Some people have been thinking for ages about their Christmas arrangements. Obviously, it's going to be a bit different this year because you might not be able to get together with the family. Oh, what a shame! Oh no, I'll really miss having loads of people Everyone at my round and all house. the tension and everything and oh, I can't fucking extravagance. Wait, yeah, yeah, exactly. Less expense, less hassle, less people in your rig making a mess. Less having to go to sleep in my mum's spare room to avoid interacting yeah, with my relatives. Awful. Fucking brilliant. Well, I'm, I'm in a bubble. I'm in a social bubble with my parents. Yeah. Because that's allowed, so I'll just go to theirs. And, you're, and what about the kids? Are they in that bubble or the, not? Well, the kids, because I'm divorced, the kids sort of go between the two households, so technically, yeah. Unless yeah. someone wants to suggest otherwise and grasses up with the police or whatever. Oh, someone, got, um, someone got fined in Wigan yesterday for going to their mate's house for a cup of tea. <laughs> Do you know tea what? Right? Force. I am, on the one hand, I am not one of these people who's like, oh, fuck off, I'm a free man of the land and I'll do what I choose. <laughs> I want to be responsible and sensible, as we all should be in our response to COVID, because yep. it's not just about your freedoms, it's about the health and safety of others, right? Have some fucking sense. But having said that, right, you know, I've got like a nightmare neighbour, right? Yeah. And she's quite cruel, and she she chopped the head off my son's sunflower, etc. It's horrible, right? Well, on Halloween we were going to have some of um, Coco's my daughter's friends round in the garden and stuff, mm. and they were like, "Oh, but what if the neighbour grasses us?" Yeah, I went, what are you talking about, fucking grasses? It didn't matter because lockdown hadn't started yet, right? And it was all outdoors, and they can access the garden without going through the house, so it was all mm. legit anyway. But I went. Do you know what, right? I want to be responsible, but what I'm not going to be is fucking walking around on eggshells, shitting myself about getting grassed to, yeah. to, to the old bill about this because that does feel like fucking Stasi land, mate. Mm. Like a neighbour snitching because you had a mate in your fucking garden. Yeah. That, you know, I'll die on that hill, mate. Take me to fucking jail, fine. But you'll regret it when I start reaping blobby havoc in well, jail, in lockdown. It'll be it'll be good publicity for the podcast, so I think you should go for it. Yeah. Jalapeno. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño. Anyway, this Christmas one, the bloke's gone. How can He wants to know about um, vegan Christmas dinner. Right, me and my good wife have committed to Christmas on our own. She's committed vegan, I'm not. Any mm-hmm. suggestions for meat-free option that a meat-eater can get on board with, or am I just going all out and making two dinners? P.S. I'm one of them cunts with a nut allergy. <laughs> well, 
No, but seriously, Andy, people with nut allergies, they really are cunts, aren't they? Let's be fair. <laughs> He's yeah, he's yeah. he's fairly you know he's owning it. he's he said it there and I'm glad he was the one to say it and not me but now you have said it you're right it I've, is a cuntish thing I have had at least three <laughs> flights that have been ruined by the nut allergy cunts I know. they're a know nightmare I mean? I've got not. on a plane before with a chicken and stuffing sandwich I bought in the airport and then they say nut allergy nut allergy no nuts on the plane and then you look at your chicken and stuffing sandwich fucking nuts in it in the bin fuck yeah now. Well, no, my, but to be um, fair, I, I used to work with someone who's got a nut allergy, and it's a serious thing because their head swells up and then it explodes like a fucking so, balloon and like then pops. My so, um, my cousin, like Frank Sidebottom. Um, I met an estate agent, right, who right. came round to take a look at our old house when we were trying to flog it. He was a nice guy, and I was chatting to him, and he mentioned what school he'd gone to, and I went, "Oh, my cousins went there. I've got these cousins who are identical twins, girls, right." And I said, oh, my cousins went there. Do you know him? And he went, and as soon as I mentioned their names, he sort of went bright red, right? And he went, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I knew them really well. I'm good friends with them, right? And I went, all right, great. And we had a little chat. I thought, I said to my missus afterwards, he went a bit weird when I mentioned my cousins, didn't he? Mm. And she went, yeah. So I got in touch with him. I said, yeah. I said his name. I said this. I'm going to change his name, right? Just because it's quite an embarrassing story for him. Let's let's say his name was Tom, right? I go, oh, do you know this geezer? He went to school with you. He's an estate agent round my way. His name's Tom. And they just started cackling, right? And they said, yeah, he's, ni- he's, he's a nice bloke. <laughs> and we are mates with him. But the reason he might have blushed is because, right, one of my cousins is, they would have been very popular. They're very, like, pretty. And they're identical. So they're very striking. And so, right. obviously, they always had a lot of attention. Right, I'm keeping me paid to write all of this information. Yeah, go on. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're they're one of them. The one one of them's called Charlotte. And her sister said, "Oh God, he had a massive crush on Charlotte all the way through school." Mm. And um, and uh, the and on the last, she, he always, you know, was trying to, you know, he had a huge crush. Everyone knew it, but he never got anywhere with it until the last day, the fifth year, and it was like the leavers party or disco or whatever yeah. right and she finally gave in right <laughs> and Submitted. she finally oh, all right yeah we're leaving all right let's have a snog right <laughs> and this is like his dreams come true been building up to this for five years he finally gets to snog her right mm. so they go outside disco or whatever they have a snog right but he's wearing braces right, right. and she suddenly, about 30 seconds into this snog, right, she suddenly pulls away, starts coughing, and her head goes up like a fucking Belisha beacon, right? And next, and he's going, are you all right? Is everything okay? You can't believe it. He's suddenly, he's in ecstasy one minute. The next minute, her head's fucking exploded. Now, both my cousins, it happens a lot with twins, right? They're very sickly. They're always getting ill. I don't know yeah. what it is. You're, you're usually born premature. And yeah. so, you know. Fuck knows, you're missing chromosomes or something. And so, needless to say, they both have extremely severe peanut allergies. Oh, right? God. Yeah. Now, this can't talk. You've just described nice it as a few minutes ago as well. Yeah. The, the allergy cunts. Uh, no, I love, I love my cousins. <laughs> they're not cunts. Cousins. But they're, not, they're not cunts, but I have to admit, they do have peanut allergies, <laughs> which is a source of great shame for our family. <laughs> <laughs> right, but listen. Tick in the negative column. Anyway. Listen, right? She fucking 
this bloke, Tom, he's, he's just before he's gone out to the disco, he's had a fucking peanut butter sandwich, right? Oh, Jesus. But, beca- but because he's got fucking mouth braces, there is trace evidence of the All peanut over. butter in his mouth. She's fucking kissed him, and she's got such a severe allergy, it just needs to be the whiff of a peanut, and that's it. a deadly weapon. He's kissed her for 30 seconds. She is on the floor. She cannot breathe. Her head's gone up like a beacon. Mm -hmm. The fucking paramedics are there. It's like she's dying, Mm -hmm. dying from from the forbidden kiss that you have dreamt of your whole life. You finally get to execute that kiss, and it kills the subject of your life. It's like a fairy tale turned into a nightmare. She didn't die, but she was rushed to hospital and had to undergo, you know, emergency procedures. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That that's, was the end of their love affair. That's a, that's a fantastic story. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> anyway, in answer to uh, Andrew Marley's email, I would. Um, I was talking recently about the uh, Gordon Ramsay masterclass I was watching online via masterclasses, and he does a lovely. Um, pan-fried cauliflower steak okay, with a lovely caramelised onion and mushroom and herb sort of topping. Mm-hmm. And I'm not vegan, so I'd... Me, personally, I'd probably make a big Yorkshire pudding with veggie sausages in for Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Mm-hmm. But if you can't have that, I would check out this uh, this um, Gordon Ramsay cauliflower thing because that's vegan-friendly and it looked fucking nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not if it's not going to be an issue. Well, it'll not be an issue this year. One day I might become vegan. I don't know. Me, me daughter's vegan. But so your one daughter's day vegan, might, isn't she? So what's she going to She just normally has veggie sausages. Yeah, nice. Because keep it simple. That's what I like. Yeah, too. but I keep saying I'm going to have like a vegan week where I'll kind of join in with her and uh, sample all the vegan uh, delights. But uh, that hasn't happened yet. Um, Graham Clark says, uh, this one's for Sam. All right, well, I'll just Mm. fucking shut up. Fucking be like that. Uh, Teapots. How do I get around not having the tea bag get stuck in the spout when pouring? Well, I'll tell you, mate, I saw this one, and it's a silly question because you shouldn't be making your teapots with tea bags in them, right? You should use tea leaves. I've been through this before, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just having your tea from a teapot. If you're going to have a teapot... Do it with tea leaves. Get the sort of... Go check out the London Pottery Company, right, which right. make these fantastic teapots that have the filters in them that are removable. Mm. You spoon your tea leaves into that, you pour the tea in, and then when it comes to cleaning the pot, there's no worry about anything being stuck in the spout because all the leaves are inside this removable filter. You take the filter out, you chuck the leaves in the bin, bang, it's all done, right? Wow. Uh, tea bags aren't necessary once you get into the teapot world. Tea yeah. leaves are much, much tastier. To the extent that when you've been using tea leaves for quite a long time in a teapot, if you do have to, say if you sometimes run out of tea leaves, you have to go to the back cupboard and get out the old tea bags, right? The tea tastes a bit... Once you've got used to tea leaves, the tea tastes a little bit weak and synthetic out of a bag. Uh, To be honest, yeah. There's no going back. And what do you do? Do you recycle your tea leaves? Can you put them on your... your, I I chuck them in my recycling food caddy. That right, I documented okay. recently. I've got well, a special caddy for it. I ain't got one of them yeah. up here. So I don't know about that sort of thing. But there you are, Graham. You're doing it wrong, you fucking knobhead. Yeah. Fuck tea bags. Um, I'm looking Dishwasher at... advice? Well, yeah, You're good not? at things to do with white goods. Go on, then. You're, you're our it? white goods editor. I'm moving <laughs> house soon, says Connor. 
to somewhere that has a bigger kitchen and room for a dishwasher. Never had one before. Oh. And they're worth buying. <laughs> so, if any tips on what to look out for, good brands, etc., it's fucking makes no- it's r- terribly written email. Uh, uh, Cheers, I- Connor, IFS, Carlisle branch, the ones with the flag at Gasto. Oh, yeah, oh, we met yeah. yeah. I have not got a fucking clue, because you know what? Ever since my divorce, I have not had a dishwasher in my world is the I have been dishwasherless for almost you mean, a decade she now she got the dishwasher she got the I dishwasher. cannot believe it yeah who the fuck is your lawyer how could that have been allowed to happen I have not you should have got my brother to be your lawyer and I tell you this right I am 48 years and 4 months of age and the only thing I want in my life now is a fucking dishwasher Get a dishwasher. You can fucking get a dishwasher like that, mate. Bang. I ain't got room for one where I am at the minute, but I'm going to move soon and I'm going to get a fucking place with a dishwasher. It is the yeah. fucking bugs me every single fucking day that I haven't got a dishwasher. So I don't know. I well, don't know. listen, Someone else I can't suggest get, one. No, I, I do have a dishwasher, but I'm not entirely happy with it. Why? Um, I think mine is a hot point. Um, because I tell you why, right? Very often, the you finish the di- the wash mm-hmm. and you open it, and the, people will be very familiar with this. The dirt is st- there's still res- residual dirt on your plates and crockery and right. and cutlery that's sort of dried and baked on. Mm-hmm. And so you go, well, we either have got to do another wash, mm-hmm. right? But it might not work because it hasn't worked this time, or we've got to get it out and just hand wash this shit off, right? Mm-hmm. And there's it's a fucking bad feeling because you've just gone through the effort of loading up dishwasher and doing it and then it comes out dirty. But the reason is, is that if the plates on this particular model, which is why I'm not happy with it, if you put the higher plates, the larger plates, in the wrong position, yeah, right? So if you put them on the outer edge of the rack, that's fine. Right. But if you put them too centrally, which sometimes the kids will do, right? Because they're fucking kids, they're amateurs, right? Animals more like... They're like animals, but you might as well you might as well get a f- fucking platypus to fucking fill your dishwasher as get a child to do it, mate. Right? As the, the, as the a, a quote from one of the episodes of Michael Palin's Ripping Yarns, I'd rather have a box of fish than a son like that. <laughs> <laughs> a box of fish. A box of fish. The, anyway. the blade, it, it it blocks the, the circulating blade at the top of the dishwasher from, from rotating oh, properly, yeah. which means things are going to... And the thing is, I've heard tell, my wife told me that there are dishwashers where you can adjust the levels depending on what you've got inside, Okay, whether you've got tall items or short items. Are your in. plates too big then? Is, have you got, are you a I've, big plate family? I've got some pretty big plates in my collection. I've got, listen, mate, I've got plates of varying sizes, right? I've got what I call daddy plates. They're just for me. And I do not allow any other member of the family to use them because they're for daddy size portions. If the daddy plates get put in the wrong place, bang. Do you not not pre-rinse your plates before you put them in the dishwasher? You do? Yeah, but... You do, but I mean, to what degree? If you're rinsing them so there's literally no visible dirt left, then you might as well not have a fucking dishwasher. That's what so, my, I remember seeing my granddad do that, right? And yeah, I was seeing him do it when I was a kid. Them, they were one of the first people to have a fucking dishwasher because all of their numerous children clubbed in and got them a dishwasher when dishwashers right. first came out. 
And I remember being fascinated, so I thought, I'll go around and have a watch. Is it the size of one of those <laughs> IBM computers from 1969? It, it's like, it's like when you read about families who were the first in the street to get a TV in the yeah. 1950s. Oh, and we all went to number 31. Watch the coronation. And we all gathered round and watched it for the first time, watched coronation. That's what it was like when I remember my grandparents getting a dishwasher in like the early 80s. I thought, right, I'll fucking go around and have a good look at this because I don't... place round. A, a machine... That cleans the dishes for you. I believe it when I fucking see it. I want to see this with my own fucking two eyes. I'm coming over. So I, I looked at it and I thought, the mad cunt, right? No mm-hmm. disrespect, rest in peace, granddad. But he was fucking stood at the sink, washing every plate more or less completely before then putting it into the dishwasher. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, well, someone's a cunt here and it's either in. <laughs> Or it's the fucking dishwasher manufacturers who think that they can fucking flog you something and in the instructions it actually says, make sure, small print, make sure all dishes are entirely clean before putting into the dishwasher. If not, the dishwasher will not work. <laughs> fucking hell. Please what a all scam. Your dishes out by hand first. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Dishwashers are a scam, mate. Well, no, then, I mean, just, just fucking run them under the hot tap and just get the thick... Thickness off. Don't fucking wash them first. I'll get but smaller plates. I just need plates. a dishwasher, Sam. Just Start eating all my dinners off sandwich-sized plates. Yeah. You know, side plates. <sighs> all right, that's it from this I one. Actually, I, mate, I do actually prefer a side. Sorry, but, uh, you know, we, we'll wrap the show up. But just final thoughts, right, like Jerry <laughs> Springer used to do. thoughts. And I think you'll agree with me. Of all the plates in your, your house... Mm. There's something nicer about... Well, I'll show you it now. The listeners can't see it. But I had a bit of bread with peanut butter on earlier. Yeah. Which I'm not kissing anyone. Right, right? yeah. I can that see that. size plate, for me, that's a snack plate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the snack plate is the best plate. I mean, I'd, I'd yeah. like to eat everything off a snack plate because it just feels more like illicit, maybe? Because it's a between meals plate. I don't know. It doesn't it's not big enough though, is it? You can't eat everything off it unless you live in some kind of Mate, tapas lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, you have to do loads of separate portions, basically. Fuck that. Yeah, um, that's your final thought then. Do you, one last question for you. Yeah. Do you ever eat food that is more suited to a plate, but out of a bowl just for a laugh? <laughs> No. Ah, <laughs> oh, don't lie. I bet you do what when you're sort alone. Of stuff? Like so I'll, have, um, I'll have like chili and rice in a bowl sometimes, but you meant yeah, to kind of do that, aren't but, you? But like, would you ever get like a bit of toast and you've yeah. just buttered it, have it and put whatever over it on? And you think, fuck this, it. I'm putting it in a bowl. Only if all the plates were dirty. <laughs> the sometimes token, I wouldn't have a, a bunch of cornflakes and milk on a plate. You know, that's just... No, well, that would be mad. No, I've had a sandwich out of a bowl before. Well, I've got no desire All to I'd say that. is, mate, that, to me, is living out loud. Well, there you go. Uh, if you want to try that at home uh, and send us photographs of it, please send don't. Send us pictures. Please don't. We're I'll put them in the newsletter. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Keep your uh, stuff coming in and we'll try and answer more than two next time. Uh, TFN dickheads. See you, dickheads.